Damn, son, where'd you find this? Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 91 of the Fly Route Podcast. I'm Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Playboy, a.k.a. Primo Exposure, a.k.a. Shaq's Free Throw Form, and I'm here with the guys. Y'all got any a.k.a.s for yourself? Man, you know, a.k.a. Twig Street Baby, a.k.a. Mac and Cheese, no coordinated meat. That's what we rocking with all season. <laughs> hey, it's Cliff, aka the Glove. I don't, I don't got no more aka. I don't got no more aka's this week. We uh, I'm I'm a let I'm a let uh Ant ride this week. <laughs> Look, I wasn't even mad. Let it ride. Let it ride. That's the aka. <laughs> let it ride. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, aka. Shout out to an actually fun NFL trade deadline. For once, that's not really an AKA, but it is my moniker for this episode, I guess. Was lit. AKA Keish, you know, uh, you know, had to put that Tampa pack in the air last week. And then, uh, <laughs> folks about to pay for school. So we, we lied tonight, but we turned up. For sure. <laughs> for sure. All right, y'all. We got a lot get. A lot happened. A lot happened. T.O. is going to bring us in with the news and catch everybody up for anything that was missed. Man, listen, just go ahead, take a seat, strap up real quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Kick your feet up. <laughs> Follow this news y'all from here right now. So, man, it was very interesting trade deadline. Like Sam said, a lot going on in the past week. Uh, as of recently, the most one of the most recent things here we got is um, – Let's see if Brandon Cooks is going to make it through the next 48, 72 hours with Houston. Um, so he's pretty upset, you know, about the whole trade deadline not being dealt. And, you know, he tweeted out after the fact and was like, you know, he's tired of people playing with his career. So, I mean, he's pretty fed up. So we're going to see, you know, if ultimately he does get released. And, I mean, honestly, I feel like every contender is out there is going to be trying to sign him. Um, I believe they might have to release him because I think yeah. he got dismissed from practice, right? You got to clear waivers too if he get released now. But if oh, do you think anybody's yeah. picking that up when he has eighteen million dollars on his deal? Hell yeah, it's fully guaranteed for the next season. You think somebody gonna let him clear though? Like all the way? That's a lot of teams that, that might. I'm not talking about like Baltimore, but like other teams that could be like, yo, we need him. I mean, maybe but no one traded for. Him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It don't make oh, they sense. Didn't trade, they didn't trade for him because of the 18 million. Exactly. That's the only reason why he didn't get traded. So, why would he pick? Why would they pick him up? Off but I bet you they also didn't trade for him because fucking Houston probably wanted. Like Houston was like, there's a couple teams that need him. Like they probably like, hey, want a better. Pick. But the 18, the 18 million is a good point though. The, re- the reason multiple is- teams came came to agreement on what they needed to give up, but were really not feeling that next year fully guaranteed 18 oh, okay. million. That that's the big thing. But if you if you waive him, which I don't see happening, then then somebody's going to pick him up because I'll take that 18 million when I don't got to give up a second round pick or a third round pick. I, I'll I'll do that. But when you're giving up picks and you got to eat the 18 million, that's a that's yeah. too much. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm saying. Like right. a team like New England's like, yo, fuck that. You're not clearing waivers. Ain't no way yeah. to you just sitting yeah, out. Yeah, there. Bro, New yeah. Bro, you can just get them for the salary. And yeah. don't have, like you say, don't have to worry about giving up the picks. Then yeah. I think it's a no brainer. I, I think okay. a lot of teams gonna bite on that and be like, "Oh, we taking this nigga for show." Like Green Bay, <laughs> bro, them niggas probably jump if he makes it that part of them. <laughs> Listen, they 
they wild. But next thing we got here, so the Falcons traded Calvin Ridley to the Jaguars. Uh, they also acquired Rashad Fenton, the corner from the Chiefs. And then also they traded safety uh, Marlowe to the Bills. So I believe the, the Chiefs end up trading the corner, Rashad Fenton, to the Falcons because they're activating Trent McDuffie. So we're finally going to get to see him as well. Um, also, uh, the Ravens are activating David Jabo and Tyus Bowser. So something for Keys to be looking forward to. Uh, first action for David Ajabo, who was, what, a first-round pick last year. So Fucking dumbass pick, man. <laughs> oh. I if he give y'all production. Yeah. Right. If, he turn, if he turn up, then what you going to say? Yeah. He's still a dumbass pick. Niggas need a receiver. You, we just, man. Bro, y'all don't want a receiver, cuz. Y'all really here. don't want a receiver. <laughs> Them niggas don't want Lamar neither. They just want defensive players. Clearly, Brandon Cooks is there. Waivers, y'all probably pass him they up. They can't afford too. that nigga for 18 million next year. Not when they got to pay Roquan and Lamar. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand what y'all got going, honestly. Like, why would y'all go get Roquan knowing you need to pay Lamar? I think they're betting on this year, they have to make the Super Bowl or win it, right? Like, they're betting on that. And then I think they're comfortable with if Lamar leaves or they have to trade Lamar, they're going to keep the defense intact and just bring someone in. Well, newsflash, bitch. Whoever you bring in, I don't give a fuck who it is. They're not going to be good with that offense. And like, they're not going to be matter. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Bro, exactly. So I don't know what they're hoping for. Mm-hmm. So also we got the Bills acquiring Naheem Hines from the Colts, but also the Colts in, re- in return uh, received Zach Moss from the Bills. And they also are activating uh, – the Bills are activating Tredavious White. Ooh. So, he, they getting him back from injury. Hey, they uh, need it. So. They should have came up off more for Alvin Kamara. They laying for that. Them, they, bro, I don't give a fuck. Bro, they I don't need to. They don't really need to, bro. You know how crazy that nigga would have looked in that offense? Yeah, what but do I, don't think, I don't think they even need to, bro. Yeah, Honestly. But they I'm don't saying, even need to. They ain't been in full strength yet, and they still six and one. Naheem Hines has been a little crazy in that offense. Oh, yeah, that's that's a, that's gonna be a, that that's gonna. He doesn't have a receiving back. Like I think that's a that's a. They have a committee. They're they're committed yeah. to a committee. They're not they're not just trying to sell on one guy. They but got they, hell. They got three backs. But they get stuck in the spot where none of those backs produce enough in the run game. Like David Singletary helps them in the pass game occasionally, but they get stuck where like no one's being efficient running but Josh Allen. They don't need and to then run. you run. <laughs> they don't need to run the ball. The thing Bro, is, you, Josh you Allen's the motherfucker who's running the ball. No, you y'all say that, but you, if you watch some games where they lose, Josh is the only nigga getting any yards rushing. I mean, yeah. they also abandon the run really. Yeah, they do. They're a pass first like, team. They don't believe in their run rushing game. Like but that's 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 because they the great got the backfield. James Cook was. Eating at the beginning that's, of the last game, and they just completely stopped running. Yeah, that's just that's just playing. they believe Eating. they believe the the quick throws as well are like an extension of the run game. So for them, yeah, it's the like, RPO, this, all we, the screens, we could care less how right. is, how we're moving the ball, but we're moving the ball. Yeah. Um, okay, so also fair. we got the the Bears acquiring Chase Claypool mm-hmm. from the Steelers for a second round pick. So <laughs> clearly, okay, let's talk this. Clearly, talk y'all this. are clearly y'all are saying that. Um, Justin Fields is y'all guy. After the past hey, two weeks, hey, not even the past. The he, 
He been he been putting up numbers at least fantasy wise. I'm looking at. I mean, I'm saying like especially after the last two weeks. Thursday that's night game. Yeah, every that's Thursday a minute night game weeks. against the against the um, Commanders. Yes, turned we, he turned on. That was two weeks. Yeah. He's really turned on. He's really reading yeah. defense as well. Going through his progressions, not getting rushed. Taking I, it when it's there, like mm-hmm. he, he fast as hell. Take off like when he was. When I when we was we, I was watching the Cowboys like they kept he was getting them early committing inside. Demarcus Lawrence kept coming inside. I said, "Yo ass, gonna learn." Man, <laughs> like Michael Vick, he looked like Michael Vick is. He bro. really did. Like you can't you can't be one on one and expect even Michael would have been in a tough spot there. Like, but they they made sure they didn't do that read option shit to his side unless he yeah was he up. fast and big. <laughs> so yeah, Justin feels different. Definitely Let him figure it out. Mm. So we got. Awuzie going down for the Bengals, so it's feared that he might have suffered a, a season-ending knee injury. Yeah. So that's a, that's big for them. I think it's fast too, bro. He's the only, he's their one corner that they can line up against someone with some speed, and he ain't getting toasted. Yeah, because like, we know how Eli Apple's gonna get done by anybody. <laughs> <laughs> anybody. And we talking about Awuzie. The Cowboys let him go in free agency. I'm still sick off that. Hey, y'all, yeah, too, y'all, did. y'all cooking Eli Apple? Fucking. That nigga, good God. So we also got the the Dolphins loading up some more, man, pissing me off. So um, <laughs> they acquired <laughs> Chubb from the Broncos, they, and they sent them Chase Edmonds in return as well as some picks. Uh, so the Broncos also acquired defensive end Jacob Martin from the Jets, and then they also got running back Jeff Wilson from the Niners. So, you know. Why everybody getting better? We just stand pat. Hey, that I'm not gonna lie, that Bradley Chubb thing is super underrated for them. That breakdown of the, what they did with those first round picks is ridiculous. It <laughs> like really that, is. That, that shit is like that breakdown. Me... It 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 only worked though because you gotta think they really only got Chubb and then Waddle because Tyreek Hill was a package of like multiple picks. It wasn't just the first, you know what I mean? But it like, was included. But it all, uh, yeah, it all it was a trickle down. You don't get it without yeah. the first. Larry yeah. Tonsil with the yeah. gas mask. Right. That's crazy. Yo. That's it all started here. It all started it's, with him. Y'all should explain what the the breakdown of the picks. Like what, yeah, of the picks. Terrence, so, you got him. I'm, I mean, I know for Waddle that first game, it was the it was just a first straight up from the Tunzel deal. But then the the Hill one was multiple from the Tunzel because I want to say they put in three of their Tunzel picks in that trade. I think, and I think Ant's about to look it up. But that shit, Adam Bradley Chubb, who his first two years in the league, I think before he got he had that injury. With you're gonna have him on the other side of Christian. You get paid too. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's why a lot of people, like people are saying like Tampa, Baltimore, or somebody like the Cowboys should go get him. But the problem is, and they still did it with Rokon Smith, you have to pay that man. And but Bradley, honestly, I, I was thinking that the Cowboys, for one, didn't need him because of, if you look at the guys, like it's like, okay, why are we going to get him? And we got DeMarcus Lawrence playing great, and we got Michael Parsons Sam playing Williams. great. Hey, Sam, Sam Williams, the rookies, actually, he missed one too. For so them, it's like, who, are we, who is he finna play over? Because they're playing great. So I think like, multiple, we have multiple guys we play on D-line. For them, I think it would have just been depth because then they could have just put Demarcus Lawrence. You know how Demarcus Lawrence sometimes lines up at tackle, depending yeah. on the package. Like, he's not always outside. I Imagine see. you would have had his ass at tackle with Chubb and Mike Off coming off the edge. Yeah, but he's playing really well at, de- at defensive end right now. You don't even want to mess that up. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Up. They're playing so good. Like, you don't really need Our defense them. is playing really good. Like, they're, they're, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad about not doing anything there. 
And yeah, you got I mean, the picks. They, they weren't good enough to stop us from scoring 30. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> uh, and listen, y'all scored 30. Hold on, hold on, hold on. They scored 29. Hold on. They scored 29. And Dak threw y'all pick right before half to give y'all easy three. So we also fumbled a like fumble recovery six. Where David Montgomery that, was doing see, that wasn't with the our ball. fault though. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't, next pick was his fault. <laughs> that wasn't our fault. <laughs> okay. I um yeah, so what they did with the picks, they took the, the first pick they got, they packaged it with their with their 2022 first round pick for the next year to move up to pick six in the 2021 draft and get Jalen Waddle. Yeah. The next year in the 2022 offseason, they took the other pick that they got from the 49ers trade, the 29th pick in the 2022 first round, and then a 2022 second round pick and a fourth round pick. And in 2023, another fourth and sixth to get Tyreek. <laughs> then in this trade deadline, they took their 2023 first round pick from the 49ers trade and a fourth round pick and Chase Edmonds and turning into Bradley Chubb and a 2025 fifth-round pick. They sent him a first for Chubb? Yeah. Yeah, they had, they, you had to include a first for him. It, it was the goal marker. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, the, it was about the other extra things they can toss in because multiple teams had offered a first. Like, oh, for Chubb? Yeah, four oh. days out before the deadline. Okay, okay. Yeah. I just didn't know if people would give up. But, uh, like, no, he's a great. Brian Russell. Burns is getting offers for like multiple for two. And they was turning. But he's down. also real young. Oh, he's young. Like, so not getting like, hurt. Like four or five years. He's been hurt. That's why I was saying I didn't think, I didn't know if Chubb, like him getting a first was surprised. Not because I think he's bad, but just because he was hurt. He hasn't I put think up the Broncos definitely won it. I think the Broncos win it, mm-hmm. win, win it overall for. We we see where they're at, and yeah, the Dolphins need to need to pass rusher now. Yeah, you get out yeah. of have to pay them. You don't sign up for nothing too crazy, and you get a pick. It, it, it is nice to see that teams aren't like overvaluing picks so much anymore, and that people are actually willing to go out and trade and get. Sean McVay started this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, for the, the Bears, it's different. Like <laughs> we, we were going to spend that second round pick on a receiver anyway, so like. I just get somebody that's established. It that was a good move for y'all, mm-hmm. for sure. And I mean, honestly, pairing him up with Mooney and uh, St. Brown is big. He's like six five. He's yeah, big. it's really more about opening up the intermediate routes for Cole Komet. and I think Chase Claypool will definitely do that for sure. And yeah. Mooney too. Yeah, the big, big body, big body too, up in the run game. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to see for it sure. to believe it. So, I mean, look. I <laughs> look, swear, I don't I watch. Think, I, that I think Clay, Claypool, like, like just looking at Claypool, he looks like he's a bear. Like, I think he's gonna be really good with with, with yeah, Phil. I'm gonna have to see that shit. I don't watch his. He should be. I mean, I'm, like, he ain't got to be has perfect. A great you got It's a second round pick. Like, if you saw the list of most recent second round pick receivers, most of them are not Chase Claypool. Have not even had a single season as good as Chase Claypool's rookie season. It's also about this upcoming wide receiver class not being deep too. So that's why I saw that. I saw that list, bro, and there was five receivers I easily was taking over Chase Clay. Yeah, but you'd be smoking dust sometimes, so I don't even worry about that. (laughs) Hey, but this this was was more about (laughs) that. Was honestly, in my opinion, more about them not having faith in this upcoming draft, being able to get a receiver 
of like Chase Claypool. Oh, shit, status. they not good. Marvin Jones, Marvin Harrison's son ought to be in the fight. I think draft. it's also, but he gonna go first round. Yeah, it's are we not gonna spend our first round pick on the right receiver because we're the Bears. Because we're the Bears. Like I hear you, but also I know I know what team I'm rooting for personally. <laughs> I just I just understand where we are. We probably should spend it on the offensive lineman. I guarantee we spend it on a three technique DN. I'm just saying, like, just because who we are as an organization, <laughs> you like, I, I, I hear your shock. I raise you, uh, I agree, and just be like, I'm not, that's like you getting your hopes up for a receiver at the deadline as a Baltimore fan. You're not getting <laughs> you know better, you know better, right? So, what I'm gonna do is know better and not get my hopes up for a first round my receiver or an offensive lineman, even though I hope we do. On the offensive line, and we'll probably spend another D at. Gotcha, gotcha. So honestly, the whole the NFC North was active at the deadline. So we also got the the Vikings acquiring TJ Hawkinson from the Lions, um, and also the the Vikings put Irv Smith on IR. So that was the reason they went out and you know got TJ Hawkinson as well. Um, not sure why the Lions are helping out the Vikings, but that Hawkinson you know. trade massive for the Vikings. Well. Good God, that nigga, that nigga is nice in the past. And gave up a and gave up a two. Come on, bro. bro. Not bad. That's perfect, bro. Three Adam, and got back a four, bro. Exactly, Adam, like, bro. Adam Thielen's getting, getting older, so you're really gonna have Justin with Hawk. As boy, I heard they were nice. I heard yeah. that they were moving a lot of pieces, bro. I wish teams would have caught about Jeff Okuda because I think, bro, that comeback story is gonna be vicious. <laughs> oh my god, I would have put in a trade to go get Jeff Akuda. Also, you got the, the Colts firing their office of coordinator Marcus Brady. <laughs> <laughs> and then moving on as well, we got the Eagles putting Jordan Davis on IR. That's big as well. Um, you have the Steelers acquiring William Jackson, the corner. You got the <laughs> the Packers and the Ravens stand pat at the deadline. Neither one of them trade for a receiver, although all Albeit knowing that they need one bad, but you know, but the Ravens did acquire Raquan Smith from the Bears. So I mean, you know. <laughs> then you also got uh Dan Snyder looking into selling uh the commanders. So finally we got some movement on that. Um also you got the we talked about it briefly, the Panthers turning down multiple first rounders for Brian Burns, and the Rams also um turned down offers for Cam Akers. Hoping that he eventually, or you know, stay with him. Albeit he said that he thinks you know it's not the right place for him in his career. So we'll see how that works. I don't know why they didn't just deal that nigga. They literally said they were gonna like looking for trades and then just not to deal him. Like, did they not get anything? Because everybody knew that he'd get released eventually. That's no, probably what it is. Enough for Cam Makers. There's a there's a weird thing like running backs like Cam and I'll, I'm trying to think like smaller backs like that. Like their their market is just like not as crazy as people make it seem. You know what I mean? But his height in the league has never even garnered that crazy for you to think his market would be high enough. Like he's been injury prone and and he hasn't really produced. So you've been laughing at Chase Claypool, but Chase Claypool has a better height season so far than Cam Akers. I mean, we can back to a receiver. And I think Chase Claypool can he can ball out, especially if he's going to be the number one. I think he can ball out, honestly. I think Mooney might still be the one, just because. Yeah, Mooney asked about the sign because one, he just you can't double him now. 
I mean, mm-hmm. you probably still can double him because I don't really know what Chase is going to do. Chase just got beat out by George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. There's not a reason that Chase shouldn't have been the alpha dog with them two, them two other – like, that's what I'm saying. I watched Chase go from – and in his defense, in his only defense, bro, this motherfucker ain't really had a quarterback. He had the one arm of Ben. So I will give him the benefit of the doubt on that part. But I'm saying you should be able, as an alpha big receiver like he is, and he's not – it's not like he doesn't have any talent to beat out Johnson, who drops the ball, and George Pickens, who's a rookie. He can't. He can't beat out. He can't beat out Johnson because Johnson can run better routes and get open for. Him. That's why. Well, that's why Big Ben loved him, and that's why he still gets more targets. Like exactly. He's so a he's a big body receiver that you those 50, 50 that, that yeah that you get. But those guys yeah. are guys they trust. The only guys he's trusting Pickens more because. Pickens come down with the ball. Claypool is a dude. Claypool yeah, drops the ball a lot. Too. Yeah, Claypool the drops the ball too. a lot, and he's not as good of a route runner. It's exactly. really, that's, 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 that's I mean, George Pickens might just be better. I mean, like he's oh, I think, one I think of the George best Pickens receivers is the best receiver in this class. on that team. He's the best receiver on that team. But but Deontay Johnson gets away with the drops because of his route running and his volume that he he'll, yeah, he'll he, drop one in there and make a good play. Yeah. Also, Claypool's rapport with Ben sunk after that. Like. Time where it was like two minute drill. Oh, and bro was dancing or doing some extra. Yeah, stuff. he was dancing and doing some dumb shit. First time. <laughs> and, and you know, with older quarterbacks, especially, they do not, they do not, they do not like that nonsense. I'm just I saying. I feel like other people, he started falling out of favor with honestly a lot of members of the team after that. And then, not- like, his post press thing, he like refused to take any responsibility for it, too. I'm just saying he's not a difference maker on the Bears. Bears not have to pay him too, though. It might it might help y'all out because right. Mooney, like you said, I, Mooney's gonna be the alpha dog for sure. He's not gonna get double covered. Cole Komet should be able to eat, but Claypool only runs a couple routes, and it's nothing spectacular, big dog. It's not like it doesn't. It's, we it's need somebody to take the top off the defense so the intermediate stuff works out. Mooney is that dude? No, him, him and Mooney are gonna. Mooney's, Mooney's gonna more of the, the burner. And Claypool will be the, the you could throw it up to, and then you got Cole Commit, and you got two solid running backs. Like that, I think Claypool yeah. is a really good fit on that on that with that offense. I, I think got so too. He's a possession it. receiver. So the problem now is when you take the top off the defense, the best receiver and the only one you're really worried about is the person that took the top off the shit. Right. That's, that's your real problem. Like, who else is so, on? The, who else is the Bears receivers? Outside so like Mooney. y'all was going double them anyway, yeah. so it don't really open up much. They didn't have no other receivers. It was that, Mooney. That, <laughs> it was hey, just Mooney. No, no yeah. hat cap. That boy, nice. He reminded me of Marquise Brown, but he just don't drop the ball as much as Marquise Brown yeah. did early. Like he literally reminds me of him. There's just early on, Marquise Brown was dropping the ball at an ungodly rate. Okay, we talked a lot about the Bears. Uh, let's keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we good to move on, Cliff, to the to the RPO. You can go ahead and. So we're going to start with with Sam here for this one. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders will finish in the bottom five of the league, currently sitting at two and five. Runner pass. Mm, bottom five. Let me let me just look at a list of these teams real quick. I'll give you the bottom five right now. You got the Raiders at two and five, Steelers at two and six, Texans at one and five, Jags at two and six, um, and there's and then. Lions one and six, Panthers two and six. So they tied. They tied down there for the for the low end. But out of those teams, you think schedule and everything that those, you know, 
where they'll be at because they still got to play their division's tough, period. Yeah, I'm going to run with it. I think they'll end up a bottom five team. They looked awful this past week against the Saints. They still got a lot of games going, and, I mean, the Saints have been on the struggle bus as far as, like, defense goes and really maybe got on track against this Raiders offense just because of how bad they were. So I think even though we've been high on Josh Jacobs, especially the past few weeks, and he's looked really good, uh, I just think this team is going to continue to be pretty bad. And they blow games late, even the games that they're in and should win. Uh, And they're also still getting blown out in a bunch of other games. So it is not looking good. So I'm going to run with it. I would have ran with it too. Uh, next question we got for, for T.O. So what we was talking about a little earlier, the Dolphins uh, are the, the Dolphins are serious Super Bowl contenders after the addition of Bradley Chubb, runner pass. I'm going to run with it. Um, hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like they definitely started looking like the same team once they got Tua back. Like once, you know, Teddy Two Gloves and – Skylar Thompson, whoever the other quarterback, came in briefly and they weren't looking that good. But then you got Tua back and it's looking like the same offense it was at the beginning of the season before he went out. And you got Waddle and Hill, who are two burners and two number ones, honestly. And they're both damn near every game getting 100-plus yards, multiple touchdowns. I mean, they can get the run game going. Oh, man. (laughs) It's something scary. They're – there's teams like, you know, we talked about the Bills not going out there. Uh, Alvin, there's a couple of teams that could have made that push for Buddy, and it probably would have been ungodly, like the Dolphins, for example. That shit would have looked crazy. Yeah, it would have been crazy. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> so we got, got the next question for Ant. We kind of just talked about this a little bit too. Um, Chase Claypool will be Justin Fields' fa- new favorite target. Runner pass. No, pass. Absolutely pass. Absolutely pass. He's going to be, be – no, no. He's going to be behind Darnell. He's going to probably also be behind Coke and Matt. But, like, I hope that he re- gets his rapport up with Justin. And I think that's one of the big reasons why a trade now is good because you want a more established offense together flowing into their second year under Eberflus and under homeboy from the Packers, whose name is escaping me real quick. Uh, together, but uh, no, nah, pass, 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 high pass, hard pass, <laughs> hard pass, hard pass, hard <laughs> pass. But we do have a question from a listener, Brian Gaston just joined. What do y'all think about the future of Malik Willis as the Titans starter beginning next year? Tannehill's contract is done at the end of this season, they won't re sign him. Guess who was right, bitches. <laughs> no, no, you been praying. Actually, answer this one, Keith, because you've been praying on this man's downfall all season long. <laughs> I Bro, quick, quick, quick question, though. I think he might have – is this his last year of the contract? I think he has one more year, but I think they can cut him with no cash. It might be the last year. No penalty? Okay. Yeah. I'll, but, I'll check uh, while we answer. I, I'm not praying on this man's downfall. He just gave that bogus-ass answer. No, I actually was praying for his downfall. Fuck all that. <laughs> he said – Keep he the was, smoke. Yeah, he said that shit about not helping someone on his team. Like, bro, you're not. It's not you helping some dude on another team. Like, of course Malik can beat you out. We all know that. But if he beats you out, it's still a good thing for the team, regardless if he's playing at a high level. 
So I feel like they're going to move on, go forward with Malik. Because you got to think, if Malik is obviously he's more mobile, if his arm talent gets better, which is not bad, he has a crazy deep ball. If he gets better at developing, they don't have a lot of weapons. Like, it's really Derrick Henry. So I would add, okay, well, Malik, Malik, uh, Will, or I almost say Willis. I can't say his man's name. It's Willis. Yeah, Malik Willis. Yeah, I don't know why I was about to say some, some other shit. If I can add another <laughs> weapon back there with Derrick Henry and Robert Woods next year is going to be fully healthy and maybe he has a, a good year, like he's playing solid right now, but he's comfortable after, after the injury and then Trayvon Burks develops even more. Like their defense for the most part is intact, but offensively it's not like weapon driven, but it doesn't need to be because Derrick Henry's out here acting like an animal. But it I is feel like right. they need to get a receiver. I feel like they need to go get a number one, whether it's in the draft. They had one. They let the nigga go. But that's the point. They don't have one now. So now they need one. <laughs> so I think they assumed Traylon Burks with that. He's just yeah. been hurt since yeah. early. So we haven't really gotten to see it develop. One year left in Tannehill's contract, correct. But they do have a full out where they do not have to pay him any money. After I don't think they have a dead cap, anything else after this year. But he dead. does have a final year on it. But Maybe the team you trade them. The team might yeah. take. No. Yeah, I think they're gonna run it, run it with Malik Willis. I bet you the Commanders, if they can't get a quarterback, take his ass. <laughs> what? The, the Commanders Saints take might. anybody? The Commanders exactly. need to just leave Taylor Heineke alone and let Bro, him run they that just team. It looks, it looks so they terrible. Try him between the Commanders and the Colts. One of them motherfuckers is going to try for him. Oh, my God. Actually, I believe the Colts with my whole heart, actually. So, I'm not even going to fight you on that. I, I wholeheartedly believe in the Colts as a thing. Yes. You have, you got it. You got it. The Colts, the Colts are trying to avoid that rebuild, bro. They're like, it, it's evident at this point it's going to happen. <laughs> you got it. The Colts. That's a, that's a smooth Colts pickup right there. Trade with the it Titans. Trade within the division and go get a quarterback that's been beating you. Oh, yeah. That's about to be 35 years old. Yeah, that's oh, let's do that. Yeah, shit. And it's not like Tannehill is the other thing is Tannehill don't have chances to take that team over the top. So it's not like like bro, you done had those chances. Y'all done selling. They done been in them, they done been in them fucking games. Is the oh. mid still selling? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's selling. <laughs> <laughs> 2006, the way the mid selling up there. I'm yeah. not keeping that motherfucker. No. Yeah, they gonna definitely run it with Malik Willis. Yeah, you got to, you got to at three, this point. Three interceptions last year. You got to start somewhere. You, you gotta. I mean, he old, bro. Because Derrick Henry, and he, he ain't getting over the hump. He ain't getting no better. So like, bro, it's like, where you and at? Derek, and Derrick ain't getting no younger. You probably Derrick good this year. Next year he might go crazy again. But he getting old, bro. And the type of back he is, yeah, it's gonna start. A lot of it's gonna start. Yeah. It's gonna start. It's hit. no matter how big he is, he getting hit. They chopping him. They hitting him. And you if you, to. you develop Malik earlier, oh, it's clean. Because then if you still got Henry producing, oh, you're you're in there. Okay, agreed. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got, I got one more RPO quest for uh, Keith. Uh, so Ravens decided to spend a second. To get Roquan Smith, who they'll have to pay at the end of the season or midseason, or they're gonna have to pay him <laughs> uh, and boost their defense rather than adding, you know, a much needed wide receiver. The Ravens are selling out on Lamar <laughs> runner pass. We're gonna fucking run with this. This shit, <laughs> shit. This shit, bro. All right. So remember last year when all those receivers were up for grabs? I'm talking AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, t- t- uh, scary terry and they were all up for grabs like if you 
you offered the right pot, you probably could have got the motherfuckers. And you didn't do it. And then newsflash, this year you can't do it because it's a dead cap hit if you try to acquire them and the team is not eating 30 mil when they just signed them. So now you're in this fucking rabbit hole where, okay, well, what team's getting rid of a veteran receiver? There's not many. Mike Thomas ain't been active for the Saints, so you can't even try there. Uh, anybody else is competition, so they're not going to give you their asset. And the only team you could hope for that would do it is the Bucks. Who, if I was a Bucks fan, I would wholeheartedly welcome a rebuild at this point. But they're not at that point. That's a topic for another discussion. But on the Ravens' part, you fucked that shit last year. You fucked it again this year, and it's not Rokon Smith's fault. But you spent so much money on defense. It does not make any fucking sense. Everybody <laughs> on the defensive side of the ball is getting paid. So now all it tells me is either Chuck Clark's ass is getting traded next year and you re-sign Marcus Peters or both of them go, you re-sign uh, uh, Roquan Smith, and then you, you're probably trading Lamar or you're letting him walk because you're not doing nothing to help him offensively and develop him. You guys, it's, you don't fucking believe him. You don't fucking trust him. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's pissing me off though. There's no way steaming over there. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, you can tell Cliff right now. I know Cliff, if he plays with the Ravens, he don't use that sorry ass playbook. You watch that shit live, bro. I'm telling you, the X receiver is gonna run a fucking 10 yard curl. The the tight end's gonna run an option route. Niggas either running a 10 yard in or deep post, or he's running out. The other receiver's running a goddamn curl, and the fullback's coming on a wheel. Y'all have Ooh, always been it. y'all have always been a, a defensive team though. Like if you Ooh, yeah. y'all, y'all have always been a defensive Cliff. team. When have I, y'all have a when Cliff. have y'all had an elite number one receiver? Listen to tell me, me his I, name. Cliff, it was goddamn Steve Derek Smith. Mason. It's crazy. <laughs> you Listen said Derek Mason. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy when you think about that. Hold on. Steve Smith. <laughs> <laughs> bro, but listen to <laughs> who the fuck is getting open on that route tree, bro? Like, who is there's no spacing? Like it just it's just bogus. Like, at this point, if you didn't go get that man a number one receiver, you should have got that nigga a running back. Because you tell him every Sunday, hey, we need you to be the best quarterback on the field, and we also need you to be our best running back. What kind of shit? That's true. And you won't pay this nigga? Oh, oh, bro. Please trade him. Because y'all yeah, are selling. You're just selling. Yeah. What's poppin'? How's it going? Shout out to the Chop Up Show. Chop Up Show. I thought I said Chop Up Shop. Chop Up Shop might be where it's at. Chop Up Show. It's all right. All right. Yo, all right. Let's let's run down to the players of the week. So, for Offensive Player of the Week, for... Week eight, we got a couple honorable mentions. A couple dudes went off and had three touchdown days, A.J. Brown and Alvin Kamara. Both of them had over 100 yards on the day total and had three touchdown days and big wins for their team. So they both deserve shout-outs and honorable mentions. Uh, But week eight, uh, player of the week has to go to Christian McCaffrey. He had eight carries, 94 rushing yards. A rushing touchdown. He had eight receptions for 55 yards, a receiving touchdown, and 34 passing yards, and a passing touchdown in the 49ers win over the Rams. He's the first player since LaDainian Tomlinson uh, in 2005 to have a receiving, rushing, and passing touchdown all in the same game. Uh, he had 183 total yards, three touchdowns against the division rival 
that the 49ers outbid to get him. So that's just a little cherry on top. And the reason that he gets player of the week, um, all of them had three touchdowns. So this was honestly a really tough one. All of them helped their teams win. Uh, but the like historic nature of the three different types of touchdowns, plus beating the division rival, I thought was enough to, to edge it out for him. So that is our player of the week. McVay cannot seem to get past this man Shanahan. It's insane. He got him the one time it counted, and I think he's gonna try to hang on to that. Hey, he gonna have to shoot that man the ones. He gonna have to shoot that man the ones. Hey, that's the only way you get the dub. Hey, listen. Hey, TTV Frosted, or yeah, I think I said that right. TTV Frosted. What's up, man? What's up, man? Appreciate you for stopping by. I think the Niners, that's just scary, though, when you look at it. Like, that shit's just scary. Yeah, they're kind of going hard. Like, and they're getting healthier, too. Like, they are not healthy. Debo did not play that game, and they did not skip a beat. (laughs) They were like, here's our Christian McCaffrey package from only two weeks of time of him being on the team. (laughs) And they're on by this. They're on by this week. So, they'll they'll go in fresh for – for the next week too, so that'll be crazy. Two weeks, dog. Oh my god. Yeah, that's just wild. That's just wild. So we got. Uh, do you have any other players of the week, Sam, or is that it? Yeah, I have defensive. I didn't do special teams, but for defensive, I gave it to defensive lineman from the Broncos, Draymond Jones. Uh, he ended up having seven tackles and a sack. Three of those tackles being tackles for loss against a win over the Jaguars and the Colts or the, the Broncos really needed that win. Uh, so I thought that performance dessert had like an extra edge to it because the Broncos have just been in a spiral uh, and in the media a ton. So defense has stepped up. Defense has been great for the Broncos all year. They're definitely one of the best defenses in the NFL. Uh, if the offense can get it figured out, they should be still able to compete, but Seems like they are kind of going in the opposite direction of that and trying to regain some of their draft capital uh, that they spent on Russ with that with trading Bradley Chubb at the deadline. So I don't know how much uh, I don't know how good that defense will look going forward, but for this past week they were great. Yo, Eric is Eric is here. <laughs> He's ready to hate. You know we missed them last week, so. <laughs> He has enough hate for the week he's missed, for sure. F. Waller's the Yankees <laughs> and the Bears. Yeah. Hunter, I'm, I'm with you on F. Waller. That's no fucking play. Waller's been having terrible Two ass on the field. Hey, you know what, though? If Sam's right about them finishing bottom five, how shocked would you be if the Raiders started moving town? Like, I would not be shocked because that team is, has so many holes, dog. Defensive line, offensive line. Nah, you know what needs to happen? Secondary. Josh McDaniels ass need to be up out of there. I think ain't, that'll happen. You ain't no reason back to New England. Ain't, no, it just ain't no reason for that team to be that talented. And no, y'all getting y'all ass whooped every week. Y'all need to score a point. Y'all shut out. But how does that happen? Devontae Adams is on that team. He had three yards. Bro, I'm telling you what happened. <laughs> that shit don't make no bro. fucking sense. Bro, that shit don't oh, even shit. logically make any no sense. Point? No point? No, not even a field goal? Bro, no, that no. shit don't make any sense. You got one of the best kickers. Y'all couldn't get in range to kick a 55-yarder? Yeah. He's supposed to be an offensive hell. guru. He's supposed hey, to be an offensive guru. We ain't scoring no points. 
Hey, you know why that shit's happening, though? Bro, because they can only afford to get into shootouts. And if a team is stopping them, they can't do anything. They That secondary is all out. No, but I'm saying if they <laughs> wasn't no shooting, they ain't even draw. They ain't even draw the gun. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> you still in the holster. No, I'm saying they can they can only afford <sighs> to they either like you you saw this past weekend they get shut out or they get shootouts and lose because they don't have bro the offensive line is terrible the defensive line is not good. Uh, no, early in the season, though, early in the season, they was up like on the Cardinals, for example, and, and they was blowing stuck. lead. They was blowing leads like every week. Like they blew the twenty-some point lead, the seventeen point. They was blowing leads, and then now it's just we can't even score. Hey, yeah, at this point, at this point, they don't even bother to get the lead. They just hey, <laughs> you don't give it up anyway. Why well, blow it? Tell them I got a first for Devontae Adams next year. So they don't got no a they first a one after what they gave up. What, what you think I'm the Ravens? You think the Ravens gonna send more than a first? Let's be real. I mean, well, you gotta send what they sent for Tyree. Y'all gonna yeah. offer Rashad Bateman in a three and say, like, "Let's get him." <laughs> you know what's crazier? That nigga's gonna be out for four weeks, and they still ain't gonna get a receiver. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Deshaun Jackson should play for y'all this weekend. Hey, you got D-Jack? Yeah, you ain't ready for no D-Jack? Damn, I'm sick of When's he going to play? I think he should, <laughs> like, ideally he should be Y'all playing this week that next complex. week. Yeah. I'm standing on the sideline. <laughs> Fucking no, bitch. <laughs> Run! <laughs> Bro, it's fucking not, bro. You watch this shit. I told y'all what the shit is. It's a curl, a fucking option route from the tight end, a wheel route for my fucking 300-pound fullback, and then another curl, another receiver. It's terrible. Y'all should have went and got another fullback or something. So somebody extra to block. I mean, y'all all all run the ball. (laughs) He said he'll get another fullback. Yo, Eric said the Raiders' offense is on layaway. <laughs> Don't let that distract you from the coach being trash. That's the issue. I think honestly, I think he on the hot seat. Kingsbury is on the hot seat. Put it all in there. Oh, Kingsbury yeah. eyes. Keep, keep, the, keep saw, the good pieces and start hey, over, bro. You saw they how might go on a run it. though. That shit, man. Yeah. Hackett is on the hot seat for he, sure. He gave up the I, offensive I play he calling is, though. Yo. He gave up the offensive play calling. So man. and I. And I think he had like meetings with the players and stuff too, and maybe they might be able to get it turned around. Because, but hey, I'm gonna be honest. The only thing that helps Josh McDaniels is Oakland had a whole lot of shit going on before he got there that was not football shit. But they were winning. Yeah, like, they were still winning. Like, <laughs> like they had a whole bunch of shit. It was winning games. Now they got no shit going on, and they can't <laughs> win to save their lives. And they're more talented. They're that's more a talented. bad look. That's not a good look. That's a bad look. Oh, that's tough. <laughs> that's a bad look. Not a hey, good I'll, one. No, no, no. Right. And they're even right. more talented too. Keith. They were winning more in the midst of all that shit. So you know, y'all right. <laughs> Yo, how you lose with no distractions? <laughs> <laughs> and y'all was winning with the most distractions. All right, look, let's get crazy. that. Who is a better coach? I like this one. Who is a better coach, Nathaniel Hackett or oh, McDaniels? Hackett. <laughs> Flip a goddamn coin. Oh, this, this I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say McDaniel's. Nathaniel Hackett has true like uh, clock management problems. They are yeah, always. 
they are always having to call timeout because they're about to get delay of games in huge situations. They've gotten delay of games to get them out of field goal range multiple times. It's like Greg Roman got the same issues. The motherfucker don't be calling timeouts and letting John don't be calling. Bro, I don't know what it is. There's just some confusion going on. Well, maybe he thinks that's the coach's thing, not his. And McDaniel, I think he's just an offensive coordinator. I don't think he's a good head coach at this point. Offensive hey, aren't you supposed to get back Thornton, old boy? Hey, listen. Hey, yeah, he should be back soon. Yeah, he uh, back. back. Okay. He back. Facts. All right, let's move into the fantasy players of the week. Uh, who got that? Yeah, so I got yeah. that, man. So we, we we rocking with the day of the hat trick for fantasy mm-hmm. this week. So some surprising players who really balled out. And all these people had hat tricks was – A.J. Brown, Dante Foreman, Tony Pollard, and Alvin Kamara. We're also going to throw in CMC, obviously, who had three total touchdowns. Uh, Hill and Waddle, duo still doing damage down in Miami. Uh, Madre Stevenson and Travis Etienne. Um, disappointing, we're going to go with – I should have just put the whole Raiders organization, but Josh <laughs> Jacobs, <laughs> Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams. Oh. Obviously, Waller in, in the Did Raiders. He, play? he didn't the play. Well, but that's no, why he, he on there. him alone, bro. He didn't even play. He, he on there because he go the field. He won't even produce him when he was on the field. So we we gonna throw him in there too. Hey, Mac so, Hollins did good. Mac Hollins got hey. like thirteen fantasy points. <laughs> how about how about we how about we talk about Josh Jacobs and how good he's doing. And he shits the bed along with the entire offense. Hey, I think I mean they ain't scored no points. What he's supposed to do? Derek Carr I mean, only they had, had almost some good like runs. three points. I think Derek Carr only had almost three points, like two point nine five. He didn't even have three points. I'm like, what is this? So also disappointing is Christian Kirk and Marvin Jones, but I believe that's due to their uh, ETN emergence. Um, they're running a lot more two tight end sets, so Marvin Jones isn't getting on the field as much. Uh, but then also. Christian Kirk in real life got the bag. And, I mean, why we pay him all this money just to bring him here and not give him the ball. But then we also got Malik Willis making a start, and he only almost had two points. Um, then we got Cortland Sutton, George Pickens, who had zero points, and Tyler Higby at tight end as well. Is it really Sutton's fault and George Pickens? Let's be, let's be honest. I didn't say it was their fault, but it's still this point. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, Keith's got the game of the week. You can go ahead and keep it right. up, man. Game of the week. Uh, we got obviously. I'm gonna say special mentions for this Panthers and Falcons game. I would have gave it game of the week, but there's something else we had that was going on. But you know. Technically, in the rule book of that Panthers game, DJ Moore shouldn't have got a penalty because he was outside. That's true. He was outside the area of play. So that makes <laughs> different why he got that flag called. And then I know him and the kicker were sitting on the plane crying together because even with him getting that call, you had two times to kick it and you missed them bitches. Bro, you, you I know he got cut. Bro, I just know he was cut. They probably didn't even let him travel back with the team. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, DJ Moore probably had to take the bus home. Like, nah, DJ that. Moore cool. He, he, nah, but he it was the up. kicker. But uh, I mean, technically, he did it. He technically he did it. He that's what I'm saying. saying. 
He wasn't. He on the dropped field the play. pass on fourth down, but then he redeemed himself with the touchdown. And he end. wasn't on the field, but, play, so. but but he scored. He scored a touchdown, and but he's the reason why the extra point got moved back. No, Keith he shouldn't have been saying, a flag though. But that's what Keith is saying. Keith yeah. is saying he was out of bounds when he did it. He was no longer in the field of play. It should not have been a penalty. And I don't Which give is a like fuck. The, if you yeah. kicking for what they were at the fifteen, it was a fifteen yard penalty. You can't make a thirty some yard field goal, motherfucker. Nah, bro. He yeah. had two chances too. Yeah, he said him, nah, bro. B. I ain't he got sold. it. Yeah, he so you, he sold. But game of the week, obviously, you got you know I'm gonna go home team. Ravens fought. It was dope. Went to Tampa, watched the game in person. You got to see Tom Brady look like a bag of cans. <laughs> uh, LJ was looking spectacular. Mark Andrews dislocated his shoulder or some craziness. That shit looked disgusting. Uh, I was super excited to see the Devin White and Lamar matchup in open field, and Lamar did not disappoint, and Devin White looked off. <laughs> oh, yeah, they was attacking that man. Bro, he was trying to Ugh. chase him. He couldn't chase him down, bro. He tried to beat him to the sideline. Lamar smoked him. And then Tyler Linderbaum was big boy country getting him out of the club. That, that it was amazing to see. Uh, it was a good win by the Ravens. And, you know, shout out to the dad and the father that were sitting behind me talking cash. And then, you know, they had to cry. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Anytime the Ravens win is great. But you mean the Ravens beat Tampa? Oh, bitch. <laughs> All great. right. Let's move into the no huddle. And we're doing this a little bit different this time. We're going to play a game of who are you taking. I'm going to provide the guys with some players to compare, and they're going to let me know which players they would rather have. Let's start around with some running backs, So I feel like that's going to go very well. The first player is Austin Eckler. All right, T.O. and Sam, Austin Eckler or Alvin Kamara? I'm going to go Alvin Kamara. He looks like he, he's back. Um, and I think when they're at full health and peak strength, I think Alvin Kamara is a better player, even though Echo has been the RB1 uh, for this year so far. I actually like the Alvin Kamara pick, but I'm going to go Austin Eckler. Um, I mean, ever since the, his emergence during, I think it was a Kansas City game, I mean, he's just been on the tear. So, honestly, um Especially, you know, when you got guys that are injured as well, he's gonna get more. He's gonna get more touches. So you got Mike Williams, you got Keenan Allen. He should get more in the passing game as well as running the ball. So, all right, let's go, Austin Eckler or Josh Jacobs, and everybody can answer this one. I mean, that's ridiculous, Austin Eckler. Come on, now. Austin Eckler. Yeah, yeah. Also, that man, that man's pass in the passing game. He's getting like double digit targets, like on on a regular basis. So, All right. I mean, yeah, as a pure runner, maybe Jacobs, but I think just what he can do in the pass game. I, I think Josh Jacobs got to get too many touches to be productive, though. Mm, okay. We can't talk. We can't talk about them after that goose egg. All right. <laughs> let's. All right. Let's go. Austin Eckler or Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. I'm gonna go Eckler. Because he got the A.J. Dillon that can also steal a lot of his carries, touches, touchdowns. They ain't got no damn receivers. That nigga Aaron Jones getting the ball. I'm getting, I mean, I'm, I'm still taking Aguilar. 
Uh, the offense ain't been looking that good though. The, the, the Packers, yeah, the Packers' offense is quiet, and when they get down, they got to throw that bitch down the field, and that ain't who they throwing it to. So I can't believe y'all took Eckler over AK though. That's crazy. Okay, okay. nice though, but I'm talking about. He said Aaron Jones, yo. Aaron said, "Who said Aaron Jones?" But you won't take yo. Y'all taking y'all taking Eckler over Alvin though. Who's, who's taking carries that. from him? Who's taking who's taking carries from that, the Saints offense ain't doing I, I'm taking the Chargers and, and Eckler that that offense. You didn't that. see that 24-0? That that beatdown? <laughs> Three <laughs> touchdowns? <laughs> All right, last last guy here, Austin Eckler or Saquon Barkley. Saquon right now. Fuck, that's so that's hard. Tough. I'm gonna say yeah. Saquon too. I'm gonna say Saquon too. Look, he's looking crazy right now. I'm sticking with Austin, man. That nigga, what is going? On? I'm sticking with Austin, bro. This man yes. Austin made it through everybody. <laughs> Listen, we talking production wise, he been getting after the past couple seasons. I kind of, uh, I kind of like that. It's just a little yeah, gauntlet of trying someone trying to make it through all of those. It's, it's <laughs> really, it's really, it's really tough. Saquon has been the most consistent, like week in, week out, week in, week out. But Eckler will will be consistent and give you a thirteen, but then he'll hit you with a thirty six piece. Like Saquon's not Saquon's not doing that. So, so Eckler top five back in y'all opinion. No question. I, yes, yeah, yes. I've been saying that for since the beginning of the preseason rankings. I had ranked the highest. No question. I had him in like three. And y'all, well, she thought I was tripping. So it, it don't like his mind has changed one eye. <laughs> so, <laughs> he still think I'm tripping. Bro, he started out, he started out the first three weeks. It had 11, 18, and 13. Since then. <laughs> 34, 35, 24, 36. That is not a that's not a are we talking about fantasy or are we talking like I mean I'm talking I mean I'm looking at fantasy you know his production's doing good if he got because, <laughs> because he's not even snapping it with his carries, it's his action in the pass game. It's his action in his pass. He's only getting he hasn't even got 20 carries in a game yet. So are you just he's, saying he's just more versatile? Because I I'm like no, you know, but no, I, I think Saquon can do it all too. I just think that Eckler is getting way more volume and and is and, and is produced and is producing yeah. with it like but saquon it, is still doing his thing with his his five to six catches a game in his and his steady yeah, run game but he's not, but he's not he's not he's not he's not exploding with those it, plays all the time but those backs i'm not saying eckler is trash but he would be fifth or sixth for me but i'm saying someone like saquon or alvin Kamara or cmc in that chargers offense with justin herbert i feel like would do way more damage like yeah. Alvin Kamara with a with a competent quarterback, good. You saw what the motherfucker was doing with Drew Brees, who could barely throw the ball. But that's why I'm choosing Eckler over some of the running backs as well. Because if you look oh, at the, okay, you're looking at, okay, production. He got Justin Herbert, but we I'm don't saying, know if Daniel Jones at some point gonna fall off a cliff. For Saquon, then you but got, I'm saying them boys had Herbert. They doing way better numbers than him. All right, let, yeah. let, let, all right, let's keep this one moving, and we'll go to QB stuff real quick. <laughs> all right, and we are going to talk Geno Smith, who's having a career year. All right, so I want to start with Geno Smith or Kirk Cousins. Mm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith. Geno this Ooh. year. Geno yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going Geno. Yeah, I'm going Geno too. Oh, Geno. Geno sweep. I love I'm, it. I'm, I'm fucking with Geno right now. 
Yeah, Gino Smith or Jimmy G? Gino. 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 Yeah. Jimmy G got to the Super Bowl. Y'all have no respect for this man. I love it. <laughs> the week right. before last, he, he didn't look too hot. All right. Look, this one, this one I want you to project into the following season as well. Okay. Geno Smith or Trevor Lawrence? Ooh. Trevor, because that nigga's getting Calvin Ridley. And good God, that <laughs> motherfucker is nice. <laughs> we said Geno yeah. and Trevor? Yeah. Hey, Chris and Kurt, one-on-one covers? Because Calvin Ridley getting doubled? Ooh. I'm picking that motherfucker. I'm going to stay with Gino, and I'm going to stay with Gino because he's been so efficient, so consistent, and he's not turning the ball over. And then you got to think about it. He still has DK, Tyler Lockett. Is that he it? has um, Noah, Noah Fant. Do you think that's a Kenneth Walker been balling too? I Do you mean, think that's a benefit because the defense didn't really know if Seattle was going to start him this year? Like, they, it was kind of up in the air <laughs> early. We're like, what's going to happen? Yo, Eric said Gino Smith or Tom Brady. <laughs> I mean, right now? I mean, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, uh, I mean, easy. You think Gino Smith, because I watched, uh, I forget which ESPN reporter was talking about it. He said Gino's really good when his, if he, he's, when his foot, his feet are planted and he's throwing at his first read, like on the route concepts, he's not having to move. And if you look at some of the games, he's not having to move off his first read. Is what I'm saying, like the first read is getting open because obviously it's Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. They're running the ball really well. Like he's not having to over process. And honestly, Pete's making it really easy for him. And Gino's a vet, so it's not like it's kind of like how people do Jimmy G or Kirk Cousins. Like, hey, you don't have to overthink this shit. Except for he's doing way better because he's not turning the fucking ball. Over. But he's he's making some plays shake though. There's some plays that that break yeah. down and. And that's when we've typically seen him fold, and he's making yeah. throwing dots. I'm talking like, how the fuck? Like, yeah, he's making a lot of like on read. But they say, but they, timing, but they his, say his, his accuracy when his set is is like he got he's pretty accurate when he set like on the run. You said like when the prey breaks out yeah. a little bit and you reset his feet. That was the the he, reporter was like, no, he's really good at that. Like him being able to reset his feet and let it go. He's pretty good. Okay, then I actually this last one. Oh, Geno Smith. Or Derek Carr still project to the fall. This is no fucking Gino. Still pro- okay. I said still project to the fall. <laughs> I, I I don't want y'all to be prisoners at the moment. Saying, at this point, I'm taking Kirk Cousins over fucking. Uh, yeah, I ain't gonna hang a hold. I mean, if Derek Carr was looking like last year's Derek Carr, which should be amplified because he got Devontae Adams, then I would pick him. But yes, the way. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the they way he's playing, I gotta choose Gino. They like, shouldn't have no issue with no motherfucker you played with in college. Like, I'm the report shouldn't be great, but it shouldn't be impossible. Like the comeback, honestly, roster, the it comeback doesn't matter who at quarterback. It's Devontae Adams. It shouldn't exactly. be three yards in a game. That shit literally Bro, makes no that, sense. I still don't. I still ain't made no sense of it. Like, a, a comeback route, the timing might be different, but all the motherfucking routes this nigga runs. And you didn't score a point. Who you throwing look, the fucking ball to when you down look, the whole game? Look at How the success. get three yards? It don't even make sense. It really don't. Oh, look at the success D hop. Look at the success D hop had. That's who crazy. Was his quarterbacks the whole time. You, you so it don't matter who the quarterback is. You got Devontae Adams. Like bro, get this you, man up. You know people ain't pressing Devontae Adams. That's the other thing because his release is ridiculous. Yeah. So he already get three yards when he get off the ball in the line of scrimmage. Hello, <laughs> Saints defense back. What can you say? Okay. All right, all right, y'all. Look, look, look. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. 
Let's go back to wide receivers. I want to talk about Mike Evans. I think Mike Evans is a Butterfly. perplexing figure for a lot of people. So need to trade this man. Let's go, Mike Tomorrow. Evans or Amari Cooper. This year, Shit, I, I might have to take Cooper, I, bro. Cooper, I don't Cooper know. Eating, bro. Yeah, yeah, I ain't gonna hold you. I'm, I don't I'm gonna take Cooper. I hate, I hate I to say it. Cooper eating. I'm gonna Cooper. say Mike Evans. Okay. I'm gonna say Coop because he's one of the best route runners in, in the yeah, league, and his hand he's pretty consistent catching the ball. So I'm gonna go Coop. If he had Deshaun Watson this whole season, he'd probably be looking. Ridiculous. Yeah, we talking. We talk. I mean, Jaco- I mean, we talking right now this season thus far. I think I think his numbers will be better because he's the the clear the clear one there. Wow. And there's so many guys in in Tampa and and. And that office don't look nothing like it's supposed to. Yeah, my Evans dropping. It says, "Stop it! It's Evans. Come on." Hey, Evans. <laughs> hey, Evans got more yards. He's beating Amari by like twenty yards, and he is at four point eight uh, average, like fourteen point eight on average for receptions. And then Amari's at fourteen point two, but they have the same amount of receptions. But Amari has five touchdowns this year to Mike Evans three, which normally Mike Evans is the one getting touchdowns like that. So I think it's yeah. safe to say we're not talking like about said, Mike. Like I said, that about, offense is, is, yeah. is not scoring points. <laughs> we're not talking about the okay. consistency of Mike Evans. Like, you know, okay. you, 1,000, 1,000, 1,000. Projected to next season for the following two for suspension and injury purposes. Okay. So projected to the next season as well, Mike Evans or Keenan Allen? I mean, Mike Evans, he's going to stay healthier than Keenan. He's on the field, yeah. Mike that's why yeah. I said projected to next season. It's yeah. it's hard. I love Keenan Allen though. When Keenan Allen's on the field, he's, Ke- he's Keenan got person. better routes and hands than Mike. Like he, yeah, he definitely got Mike I, on that. I, I it's yeah. If, if we're projecting forward, I probably I probably rock with Keenan Allen. Okay. All right. Last one, and uh, this one I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I'm gonna ask you. Probably a dub, but Mike Evans or D Hop. D hop, yeah, yeah. D motherfucking hop. The crazy, the crazy shit about Newt, that nigga is not fast and be getting off on people. He's just so smooth and like it's 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 his route running. Oddly compared, well, Justin Jefferson and him remind me of of each other, kind of how they how they move and route running and like smoothness because they're not like the. They're not the biggest. Neither one of them are the biggest, and neither one of them are the fastest. But they'll rot your ass up, and they can go up and get it on you. So and Nuke ain't dropping the ball. Let's be honest. No, yeah, that motherfucker went a whole season without dropping a ball. That shit don't even. I couldn't. I don't know when that's ever. I don't know when it or if that has happened before. But Larry when I saw that stuff, Larry, no, Larry that's what I'm saying. More like drops, more tackles and, and, and drops. Yeah. No, well, he don't. He didn't have. He had a whole season where he did not drop a, a pass. Like that's crazy. <laughs> he said, not why you hate it. That's my job. All right, I got a couple more of these, or we can go into the bouquet and wrap right, it up. Keep running. That I like it. Keep yeah, running I like these. It. I right, keep running these. I right, I like it. The next one we will. We just did receivers, so we got another quarterback one, and I actually want to talk about Justin oh, Fields. Oh, I want to talk Justin Fields. And I, want, I want to. Yeah, and I want. And again, all these we're projecting into the next season, which will matter for the last guy a, a lot. So the first one I want to talk about is Justin Fields or Mac Jones. I'm gonna take Justin Fields. Sorry, I don't know if the Bears system will be good enough, but Justin. 
Because Mac ain't got no – it's not Mac's fault that those weapons are like that. And I don't see New England going to go acquire no weapons. It's not because Mac's bad. But if you look at Justin Field, they got him something. He's more He's more athletic. They're going to help fix the line. They got a ton of cap next year, don't they? I just don't see Mac getting lucky. I'm not even going to let you get that comment off, Eric. Uh, anybody, anybody? So what about Cliff and T.O.? Because T.O. was weirdly silent. I'm going to let T.O. go. go. (laughs) You go first. I'm undecided. (laughs) I'm undecided. I I mean, after you you said for the the rest of this season? Project into next season. Project into next season? Yes. I agree the Bears' offense is is a question mark, so I don't really know how to portray that. But when you're in New England and you you bench him and go to somebody else, like – that's that's a little bit of like a, a red flag for me. Do I think that Max is still the quarterback there? Yeah, but the way Justin Fields is kind of coming along, I I probably gonna go with Justin Fields. This man, I think the, the only reason they benched Matt was they said going into it that he wasn't gonna uh, play the whole game anyway. Uh, that's what they said. He wasn't gonna play the whole game the fourth anyway. Round, but yo, if the Jets did start selling and Zach Wilson did start throwing a hundred picks, I swear, I swear, Mac was about to get his ass out again. <laughs> it was if the writing was on the wall. They called back one of his picks on some BS roughing. He got he got lucky on that. It was a roughing though. All right, whatever, bro. It's cool. Uh, and then and then from there, Zach Wilson just unraveled the game, so it didn't matter. Like what we got yeah, he, today. He's he's not a guy. All right. Wilson's not it. All right. Let's say Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Justin Trey. Fields. I'm trusting the comeback next year. That nigga's gonna have I mean, yeah, he doesn't he hasn't had much football experience, but you gonna put that motherfucker out there with that much talent? I'm yeah, yeah I'm Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. That that RPO, that option shit gonna look. Crazy with Shanahan next year. I'm taking Justin Fields. Uh, Trey Lance played like six games at North Dakota State or whatever. Seen yeah. Tra- Justin Fields ball out on the biggest stages throughout his career. So I just think for more football and like Trey, they're they're gonna have to decide whether or not to extend Trey Lance after seeing him play like three games in his first two years of football. It's gonna be weird. <laughs> So I'm gonna say Justin Fields because he has yeah. a spot guaranteed. Yeah, I'm gonna go Justin Fields as well. Trey Lance to me is still a big question mark. Like when we did see him, he ain't really looked that good. So yeah, it's still a big question mark for me. So I gotta go Justin Fields. The way it's looking now, it's looking like y'all are actually trying to play more to his strengths as well. And then we all know his mobility is, you know, ungodly. So <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It's Fields. I think I think Trey will have more around him. Um, I'm talking coordinator, weapons, offensive line, but when it comes down to the quarterback and 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 especially Trey playing three games and then out for the rest of the year and 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 we ain't seen him be, we ain't seen a really good Trey yet. Like we haven't seen it. Like we just haven't seen it, and, and we have we don't have a lot of uh, games to to go based off, but we haven't seen it in any of them. So. It's kind of hard to say he's going to come back from an injury like that and, and show us that either. So uh, I got to go with Justin. All right, last guy, Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence? 
Lawrence. All right, you know I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Lawrence based on him having Doug Peterson. The offense had they yeah, and weapons. They've been honestly their their offense Bad boy is looking Kyle pretty Ridley ungodly when it comes to the route. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie, when I saw the Ridley deal, I'm like, I wish we would have given that for Ridley. Like honestly, he gonna be reinstated too. That's the thing. Like for a team that's not making a playoff run this year, and you didn't call to get that motherfucker. Granted, you got to yeah, pay him. That's so not what's not- about. It's about all the other like scaling in the deal, right? If he gets reinstated, they give him a six, right? And that six can become a fifth if he gets reinstated by a certain date. From there, it's like if he makes the team. So if he comes up out of shape and isn't right, they have to give no more picks. If he makes the team, it's a fourth round pick. If he gets a bunch of minutes and plays really well and he's who he's supposed to be, it's a third-round pick. But if he re-signs a long-term deal, which means both sides can get something they like, it becomes a second. So, like, if Jacksonville ends up giving a second, that they just they just fleeced because they got a long-term deal on Calvin Ridley who would have it's to a be win-win. crazy. That nigga, nigga should have went because in all reality, play this year and don't have that gambling thing. Niggas easily a two, two, two first round picks and a fourth probably type receiver. Nah. No. What? The first, maybe a first and a fourth or a first. Cause like Cheetah only went for one first. Same market. Cheetah only went for one first. And don't act like they they don't don't act like they didn't stack all them picks on the back end. Like he didn't have seven picks damn near attached. All them picks ain't worth the first round pick. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. I. That nigga Calvin Ridley is that motherfucking dude. Like, you know how people talk about Justin Jefferson? Them two niggas are similar, bro. And it might be crazy. I think, I think the difference is Justin just boomed right away, obviously, which is a major thing to do. That's obvious. But I'm saying when you look at how they play with the routes, I think Justin has better hands. But if you look at how they run routes – Getting behind, like, on the back end of people, because Calvin's, I think he's slightly faster, you know? But, like, how they get behind the defense and shit, man, it's similar. That's all. All right. Speaking of wide receivers, we'll do our last wide receiver, and we're going to talk about A.J. Brown. Good God. Yeah, I like you like that, right? All right, so we'll start off with A.J. Brown or Jalen Waddle. A.J. (laughs) Take A.J., but that's tough, bitch. I'm going to take tough. I'm gonna take Jalen Waddle. The speed is just too crazy. Yeah, I mean the speed is unmatchable. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take AJ because man, he got everything: size, he's physical, pretty fast, speed, yeah. yeah. Route runners, I mean he he yeah. do everything. So I mean, hey, remember I said Micah looked like a great safety, and these last three weeks Micah be getting his shit cooked. Boy, you hear me? <laughs> Yeah, I'll take I'll take AJ. Um he just is more physical. But this well he not he not as fast, nowhere near as fast, but he's a physical and can go up and get it on you. Um and he's the clear number one out there in Philly. And for how big he is, he runs pretty solid routes. Like they're not like great, but Jalen ain't great neither. You know what I mean? But he like a running back. But he's so, he catch the ball like yeah, but Waddle's, might not bring him down. <laughs> Waddle's so quick though, quick in and out of his breaks that his routes are, are better. I don't think yeah. AJ Brown's as fast as 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 good of a route runner in my opinion. Because when he yeah. breaks off the route and that first catch, like off the break, he he's getting so much separation, like Cliff said, just because off the speed alone. Like granted, AJ yeah. 
knocking niggas over regardless. <laughs> He's a physical specimen out there. Okay, yo, they uh, fan question for this one. We got AJ Brown or D Hop. What kind of dumbass question is this? New? This is a question because the age difference. The age difference. I think he's asking because of the age difference. That's not a bad question. If you had to pick one, you could trade for both. First round pick for either. They're on the market and you're building a team. You take AJ or D Hop. If you're building for the future, I think it's, it's kind obvious. Of right now it's AJ, yeah. Yeah, but if you're saying like I can only get one for a season, oh, I'd go new. Okay. Yeah, if you're pushing it for playoffs or a Super Bowl and you trade with D-Hop, yeah, yeah. For sure. But if I you're agree. saying, hey, going forward, I get to keep AJ because Nuke at some point, I mean, he's ungodly, but at some point at 30, like it's going to start tailing off. It ain't right now. But it it's gonna. He happen. might still be the best receiver in the league. I mean, we haven't. We've only seen a small sample size, but he's looked crazy. He came hot. Yeah, he looked yes, really indeed. good. He yeah, did. Yeah. All right, <laughs> let's go. AJ Brown or DK Metcalf? AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Dropping a fucking ball. Don't run good too routes. Much. Yeah, it's bogus, bro. And he's yeah. he's he's so crazy he, too. He, he should be. He we should be saying DK. I know two years that. ago it would have been DK Metcalf so easy, but yeah, it's just, I just feel hey, like he's falling off crazy, a little bit. The crazy shit is though, two years ago he we were still having the same conversation about this motherfucker dropping balls, and his route's not being good. He just ain't yeah. mature. He just ain't there yet. He just he just not there. He's still. I think I mean, he's still pretty like immature. Bay he did though to clear for Kenneth Walker. <laughs> I mean that's just. But people that receivers do that shit all the time though. You could that that's that's easy. That's just running the receiver off and then. That's 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 just funny shit. I think he's still really immature. Like, still, <laughs> I mean, we we played receiver. You could yeah, you could literally do that, like that shit. Yeah. Like, bro, you literally yeah. run up, run up, run somebody off and be like, they go because they, they don't block. know the ball. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know. You know, yeah, you don't block. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that corner that caught that bullshit because he was face guarding him, bro. Like, he literally was only looking at DK. You could have looked up once and knew the ball wasn't fucking there, bro. Okay, I ask y'all another one. AJ Brown or Terry McLaurin. Terry, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to say AJ. Oh, yeah, I'm going AJ. I got you. Really? Ooh, have y'all yeah. seen Scary Terry's highs? Yes, With I no have. quarterbacks? Man, hey, bitch, I don't know what I would have to do to get Scary to Baltimore. But damn I would be trying. <laughs> that's a tough That's a tough one. Bro, that man scary. It is tough. But scary, I, I just faster, go. better hands, better routes. Hey. No, hasn't had a quarterback. <laughs> the way he, the way he just mossed uh, Stephon Gilmore this weekend. Wow! Oh my God! Y'all saw that, that, y'all, y'all saw that, that he had last year where the ball dropped between those two Chargers uh, corners, and he just caught it. And remember, like the camera thought, like the ball dropped or something. He caught yeah. it between two of them, bro. Them announcers lost their shit. I'm taking scary, <laughs> dog. Yo, Eric, Eric said this is wild that you take it scary. He said he need to get a ball here on you. The thing, though, when you can look, you can look at receivers and measure like how they run routes, how they catch the ball, and shit like that. I'm telling you right now, that nigga run better routes than AJ Brown. I I I agree with that, and I think that I've seen Terry. It. I've seen Terry make more big plays, like, like impact bag, bag somebody, like, like. But but you'll see AJ Brown like take a slant to the crib or like just be physical, like. But as far as like playmaking ability, I like Terry a lot. As far as like just 
a solid receiver. I like I like AJ. So I really don't know which way to go with this one, to be honest. I think it's just I I don't mean to cut you off, Cliff. I think there you go. Uh, AJ, he I don't even think he's much more physical ter- than Terry. I think he's just bigger than Terry. Yeah. If you watch Terry, bro. There's no bitch in that man. He be blocking. He gets active in the intermediate routes. He runs slant. He can take a slant to the crib. And I want like AJ fast too for how big he is. But I know Terry fast in that boy. Eric it's, it's who needs a better route when you catching balls over two dudes and pointing at them like you this, ain't this shit. This motherfucker act like <laughs> he act like scary. Don't be doing that. Like I just talked about the the catch Terry made over two corners. Like. Yeah, they both they both are and they're both young. It's like it's pretty it's pretty tough for both of them. Yeah, that's that's a tough decision. I try to keep them all young on purpose. Yeah. All yeah. them are from the same class, DK AJ, That fucking class is ridiculous. I did that with Jefferson, the quarterbacks. Too. Wasn't wasn't Debo in that yeah. jump? Wasn't Debo in the Yeah, Debo was in there. Yeah, okay. that's yeah. crazy. Hold on, Justin. Deontay Johnson too. No, Justin wasn't in that. It was it was, was Debo, AJ, DK, and Marcus Terry. Brown. Deontay Johnson and we and we drafted the kill Harry bitch ass. <laughs> hey, he got in the box. He got in the box against our defense. Yo, hey, all right. So let's go. Speaking of Debo Samuels, you take it AJ Brown or Debo Samuels? Debo. Debo. Hold the on, versatility of the run and the pass am, game. Am I just God. using Debo as a receiver? No. No, wait, because he's, he's no, the, the, it's the player. But but you also assume that you could use AJ Brown in the same fashion if you want, like you could attempt it if you wanted to. That's what I'll say. Uh, I'm gonna go Debo because we've seen. Yeah, there's what some he does. <laughs> we've Bro, seen it with Debo in the backfield with the ball in his hands, in like right away. It's it's AJ, but it's it's I think it's better than what AJ does. But AJ is a better pure receiver. Like you said, receiver, I'm taking AJ. But if you yeah, said yeah. I'm taking the full package of Debo, oh, bro, Debo in the backfield. I agree. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Okay, last one. Going back to the NFC East, AJ okay. Brown or CD Lamb? AJ Brown, what kind of shit is this? Yeah, I don't know. AJ what's Brown. what's Cliff gonna say? I hope he gonna say. Sadly but surely. <laughs> Sadly but surely, AJ Brown. Yeah. Go on. Hey, what's Cliff gonna say? <laughs> Boy, Don't speak for Cliff. Let's get let, let Cliff speak for himself. It's AJ Brown. My man CD got to show me a little more, man. He got to be more consistent with with the guy. Got to catch the shit. fucking ball, dog. Yeah. Just dropping the ball, yeah. He just got to be more consistent. Catch the rock. We'll be all right. Because they see him too. He get the ball. Like it ain't like he not getting the ball there. Yeah, I know. He just dropping it. That's that's yeah. Okay, that's all I got for the no huddle this week. We can keep it moving and let Keith hit us up with the ballers bouquet. You want to do the five fly? Oh, I tweet. My bad, bro. Five. No, no, you're good. You're good. I'm just checking. No, I totally Uh, just tweet. This for our sports gamblers. We've been doing pretty good the last couple weeks. We just had a four in one week. And I'm going to shoot myself a little bail because we recorded before it was announced Jamar Chase was going to be out. And knowing that and knowing it was a must-win game for the Browns uh, with Deshaun Watson coming back in a few weeks, I don't know if I would have bet Bengals, but they ended up getting destroyed anyway. It wasn't even close. So uh, the other four we did well on, the Ravens beat the Bucks, and uh, we bet them to do the money line. 
And then the Patriots covered the spread. The the Seahawks covered the spread against the Giants. And the Titans covered the spread against the Texans. This week is pretty weird. I don't like a lot of the lines. So for the first two, I'm just betting on the first half. Uh, so for the first one, it's the Thursday <laughs> night game. You got something crazy in the chat? What's going on? No, it was weird. Like I was, it, I was a little taken aback by the strategy here. Oh yeah. So for this one, it will make sense. Okay. This one is the Eagles at the Texans. the The line is minus fourteen. No one really wants to mess with a minus fourteen line. I do think the Eagles probably will and could win by two touchdowns. But the first half spread is only minus seven, and the Eagles are seven and zero against the spread in the first half this season. So I think they'll beat the Texans by touchdown in the first half. Um, And I think that ultimately that's just the safer bet than trying to go for the full 14 on that game. So that's why I have the first half of that one. You like the 14 in that one? I like the 14. I like it. I mean, I don't dislike it. It's just – yeah, it's just a big number. And, Especially and Brandon, Brandon Cooks, Cooks may not play. Yeah, so. Oh. Yeah, he is a little mad right now. That's <laughs> 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 what I'm saying. I, mean, I like the 14. Funny. I like the 14. Yes. How would you put how he's feeling right now? He's going to hell. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He is a little mad now. But for this, the second game, I'm also taking the first half spread. This is the Colts at the Patriots. Um, I have the Patriots covering the spread at minus two and a half in the first half. Uh, that's at one t- minus 125. So it's basically like straight up bet. Bet 10, win 10, or like bet 10, win eight, I think is what it would be. But the Colts are 0-8 against the first half spread this season. They've lost 10 straight first half spreads going back to last year. I also like the under in this game. The line is at 39 and a half. The Colts are seven and one for the under this year and four and zero for the under on the road. Um, and their last seven road games have all been the under. So overall the Colts 12 out of their last 13 games have all hit the under and Sam Ellinger, 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 is getting his second start uh, against a team led by Bill Belichick. So I think uh, it's going to be rough to start the game especially, and it may take some time to settle in. So that's why I'm taking the the first half spread on that one. The third game I have is Dolphins minus five on the road against the Bears. Sorry, Anthony. This game opened up at Dolphins minus three, and the line has moved to minus five. Uh, this might normally be a reason to hesitate because the line is getting bigger. But in games where the line has moved towards Tua, he's won his last eight starts. Um, and he's 6-2 and two against the spread in those games. Justin Fields is 1-5 against the spread uh, as a home underdog. And I like the Dolphins' moves this week, adding Bradley Chubb and Jeff Wilson. And I think they'll cover as road favorites. Obuli, do you have any objections on that I one ain't, I, ain't, I ain't look anything's possible um <laughs> that team is interesting because now they have bradley chubb they actually might have a defense but prior to this week i was like i mean if we can get into a shootout i like our chances but 
we have no O-line, and they have Bradley Chubb. So I'm going to leave this one alone. And y'all gave up <laughs> y'all two best defenders. I'm going to – well, our best defender, the other guy was our best defender from the previous year, was not really balling this year. Robert Quinn was uh, having a down year. But Roquan Smith was having an insanely good year. So it'll balance yeah. out. It'll balance <laughs> out when you look at it like that. <laughs> this fourth game I feel the weirdest about. I'm interested to get y'all's thoughts. I'm taking the Lions at minus three and a half on the road. Or Sorry, I'm taking the Packers oh. on the road at oh. minus three and a half against yeah. the Lions. Okay, I was so, just like, oh, yeah. I was nah, worried bro. for a second. You, you, yeah, the, me too. After lost. losing Hawkinson, I was like, oh, I was like, oh you lost. <laughs> don't even worry about it. Hey, you bro, took yeah. the line. He's not about to lose to the Lions. He's not going to do it. He might. He's not going to do so, it. He had a losing streak. He, not he gonna don't do play it. defense. <laughs> the, I don't. I think Aaron Rodgers will win. The thing that gives me pause is the three and a half because I could definitely see Green Bay winning this game by a field goal. But I agree with y'all. Just like especially moving Hawkinson, it seems like the Lions are not like moving in the direction of trying to win a, a ton of games. And we we've seen with Dan Campbell and just like what they're building over there that they do fight in these games. So a line of like three versus three and a half does give me some pause with the Lions. And both of these teams are just coming in off losing streaks. Green Bay's dropped four in a row. The Lions have dropped five in a row. The the Lions are one of the worst defenses in the league, though. They allow over 30 points per game. And Rodgers in his career is 15 and two against opponents who average over 30 points per game. The Lions offense has slowed down a lot from where they were at the beginning of the year, even though they're home and have looked like a uh, different offense at home. I like this as a game where Rodgers takes control and is able to somewhat stop the bleeding uh, on this Packers skid. It, I don't think will be enough to completely turn around their season, but I don't see them losing to the Lions. So I think this is one that I feel kind of okay with, but that three and a half, I would feel a lot better if it were three or two and a half. What do y'all think? That half point is always uh... – always feels like a scam when it gets you. <laughs> you know what I mean? The half point always feels like a scam when it gets you. Like, yeah. <laughs> so hoping if, if Green Bay wins this game by three, it's going to hurt. But I, I'm just going to have faith that Aaron Rodgers can beat this pretty bad team by more than that. And then the last game I'm I'm taking is I'm taking the Chargers minus three on the road as favorites against the Falcons. Atlanta started 6-0 against the spread this year. They're 0-2 since then, coming off a very weird win in overtime against the Panthers that we talked about earlier. If the Panthers had made an extra point or a chip field goal, they would have been able to win that game. The Chargers are kind of underwhelming, definitely underwhelming from what we thought they were going to be coming into the year, especially as a defense. So this one also gives me – some hesitance, but the Chargers are 3-0 against the spread on the road this season. They're coming off their bye week, but both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen at this point are expected to miss. Mike Williams definitely is going to miss. Keenan Allen uh, had a setback today with his hamstring injury and expressed frustration from that setback. So that's one thing that gives me some hesitance as well. But I just think that with Austin Eckler, Gerald Everett, and Justin Herbert throwing to 
really whoever, whether it's Joshua Palmer, DeAndre Carter, they do have enough weapons to, to compete. And I think this is going to be a running back heavy game. The Falcons are one of the most run heavy teams in the league. And Austin Eckler is one of the most heavily used running backs, not just out of the backfield rushing, uh, but also like Cliff said earlier in the past game. So I think Eckler and the Atlanta backs will all have big games, but um, this is also a game where I really like the over. Uh, both of these defenses allow over 24 points per game. Right now, the line is sitting at 49 and a half. So uh, the chances that there are over 50 points scored in this game are pretty high, and both of these defenses give up a lot of points. I think this has the potential to be a shootout, which is why I think it could be could get a little bit weird. And the Falcons seem to now realize that Kyle Pitts is on their team. But I still think <laughs> I still think the Chargers are a, a little bit of a better team, even though they're definitely entering slight fraud territory from where I thought they were going to be in the start of the season. But that's the five fly. Um, like I say every week, if it doesn't go well, my bad. Uh, you should probably do research yourself, but it's been going well, so maybe you should listen. The Sam speaking knowledge, though, no hate, which I'm shocked wow. to see. I'm just shocked hey, to hey. see. No hate from yeah. I, But he does think he can take the points versus the Chargers for the Atlanta guys. So we'll see what ends up happening with that. I All right, so we got Keith with the Ballers Bouquet. Yes, yes, sir. We big shout out to the Ertz Family Foundation, started by Zach Ertz and his wife. Obviously, people know who Zach Ertz is, but his wife is an Olympic soccer player. I'm pretty sure she's a dog yeah, athlete. My bad. They are <laughs> both athletes. They have, I think, two kids together, but they have a foundation. They started dating back in college. They're driven in their face and success as athletes, and they want to lot something to better the world for everybody. So what they've done lately, they provided 500,000 meals to fight hunger in Arizona. That's a, a big move. They pull up to different uh, foundations. They were they had a foundation meeting or, like, gathering at the Fishtown Card Show. Uh, they do an annual – thing in december back in philly so i know zach Ertz doesn't get a lot of praise in the tight end realm which is kind of weird because he is like that at tight end i think it's just like the injuries and the system he's kind of in he just didn't get the massive shine of some other dudes but he is like that on the field and him and his wife are both well his wife is like that on the field too so they're both like that on the field off the field super dope to see you know we gotta give them them flowers all right We got to say uh, big uh, condolences to take off and his family. Can't let that go without saying. All right. Facts. Big facts. Big facts. All right. That is it for episode 91 of the Fly Round Podcast. We appreciate everybody for popping through. And we can't wait to get back to y'all again next Wednesday. The Fly Round Podcast. The Fly Round Podcast. The Fly Round Podcast.